Brian Race and Ray Haynes coming down the home stretch of our teaching this morning of the gospel in the stars. Once again, Ray Haynes. And, you know, we talk about even the impossible. You know, the story, we just chatting off, off air. You know, the, the thought that the story, because these stars, you look in the sky and you're seeing, I see stars. And maybe a cloud, you say, I see pictures. But who in the world? <laughs> Charlie Brown. I know. Who in the world would look up there and go, it's a virgin? Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, that's, you know, this, the legitimacy of the story. And when you think about this being passed down from the time of Adam, it's got to go past into Noah. And then some of his sons, Ham obviously didn't follow, but Japheth and Seth did. And so uh, Abraham comes from that line. And so you see how even God kept the story through the descendancy. So to our day, we can look back there and say, why is there a virgin with a child? I can tell you why there's a virgin with a child, why that mm. uh, every culture called Virgo, why, why that is. Because for most, it would be what in the world is happening in the sky. Now... We've arrived at that time to really talk, to hone in for the next two breaks. We're going to hone in on why we know uh, this is Jesus' birthday today, September 11th. So astronomy, the studying of the heavens, should cause us to worship God. We know Psalm 8, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, the moon, the stars, which you have ordained, what is man? You see, astrology, sad to say, tries to get you to say, well, your life's going to be like this because of the stars. It's occultism. It's very backwards. But God wants you to look at the stars to see him. He's painted a story up there. When we meet these magi from Babylon, they're traveling to visit the Christ. And here's what's significant. They use prophetic scriptures. So we can assume they've been more influenced by Daniel and less by the other Magi and Zoroastrians and astrologers of Babylon. And they are, I think, maybe even from the tribe of Judah. It's very likely because that's who went to Babylon was the tribe of Judah, which is the tribe of Jesus. So the prophecies of Daniel, including his encounters with Gabriel and detailed visions of the life and death of the Messiah. They would have learned from Daniel the precise time the Messiah was to arrive and that he would be cut off or crucified. Other prophecies would have led them to study the stars for more details. Try Numbers 24. A star will come out of Jacob. A scepter will rise out of Israel. There's even a tradition throughout the Middle East, don't know if it's true, but that Daniel provided the funds for the Magi and for the gifts for them to carry to the Messiah upon his birth. Now, without going into detail, he had no family. They remember when they took them there, they eliminated that ability. They were eunuchs. And so became very, very wealthy. So what happened with the wealth? That's where they say was one of the possibilities. Don't know if that's true. That's just a tradition in the Middle East. But let's get to the point. What started the Magi likely see to recognize Jesus was to be born, and more importantly, when? Let's look at when. There was an interesting conjunction of Jupiter and Saturn in 7 BC, and another one with Mars as the third planet in it in early 6 BC. But the planets were too far away from another in both conjunctions to be considered a single star. As for 5 BC and 4 BC, there was nothing of astronomical importance that would cause anybody to journey to Jerusalem. But in 3 BC and 2 BC, the whole heavens burst forth with signs and wonders. The king planet and the king star, which is Regulus, 
had three conjunctions. While nothing was happening, now let's take one step to the right here. While nothing was happening in the skies in 4 BC, lots was happening on Earth. In May of 4 BC, during the priestly course of Abijah, the angel Gabriel appeared to Zacharias in the temple, foretold the conception and birth of a son that he was to be called John, of course, the Baptist. In Luke 1, you can find the story, but in June, Zacharias' priestly duties are done, and John the Baptist, Zacharias goes home, John the Baptist is conceived. Six months later, in December 4 of 4 BC, the angel Gabriel again shows up, this time to Mary in Nazareth, and the conception of Jesus occurs, probably during the Festival of Lights or Hanukkah. Mary travels to Judea to see her cousin Elizabeth, where she's six months pregnant. Mary stays there for three months. In March of 3 BC, John the Baptist is born at Passover to Zacharias and Elizabeth. We know John the Baptist was six months older than Jesus, so that puts Jesus' birth to happen in September. Now back to the skies. In August of 3 BC, when Gad, now you know it is Jupiter, but the Hebrew name back then, the king planet, uh, became visible above the eastern horizon. They called that a morning star when they rise at the time. It was seen by the Magi in the rising. So this bright new star appeared, of all places, in the head of Coma, the baby in the virgin's lap. So, of course, it got their attention. On August 12th of 3 BC, Gad came into conjunction with many, we know that is the planet Venus, as the morning star at that time, in the constellation of Ariel the Lion, you know that is Leo, that is the Lion of Judah. So we now have two conjunctions, one over the baby, now keep in mind, Bethula, or the Virgin, is right next to Leo the Lion, alright, so the Virgin and the Lion right next to each other in the sky. You have two conjunctions all going on, one in the baby's head, now one here in the lion. Jesus was born one month later on September 11th, which was the first of Tishrei on Rosh Hashanah. It would still take a year for the Magi to arrive in Bethlehem. We'll jump back to uh, the details on that one. But we are kind of given, if you wonder how we can figure out things with a little more accuracy, we're given kind of a bonus confirmation in Revelation 12. It's literally called a sign in heaven. It says this, A great and wondrous sign appeared in heaven, a woman clothed with a sun, with a moon under her feet, and a crown of twelve stars on her head. Ah, get your attention. She was pregnant, cried out in pain as she was about to give birth. She gave birth to a son, a male child, who will rule all the nations with an iron scepter. And her child was snatched up to God into his throne. That's the verses. Now, since the son will rule all the nations with an iron scepter, we know it's Jesus, and that makes the mother Mary. This event with the sun and the moon and the crown, they never happened on earth, obviously, but it did in the heavens. Since we know that verse is speaking of the birth of Jesus... If we can find a time in the sky when the sun, moon, planets, and key stars are in the positions mentioned in that verse, then it would also tell us when he was born. Well, there are 12 signs of the zodiac. So as the earth revolves around the sun, each sign is clothed with the sun for one-twelfth of the year or one month. In other words, it's going to be right here. So it should be in, from your shoulders down. That makes you clothed with it. The virgin constellation is the only sign of a woman in those 12 that's located within the normal paths of the sun and moon that's along the ecliptic. So we know which one to look for 
as they cross the heavens. And we also know when. So, coming up next, final break, we will uh, get you that the seed that Abraham was blown away by by Zerah will show you when and how it shows up and uh, when the Magi come to see Jesus.